Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we had a great show for you tonight, but I've got a couple of really cool things to announce to you. Um, hopefully, in between breaks, Don and I here at bbsradio.com will have a chat but about what we're doing, but he's going to be able to hear this. Before I introduce my very, very, really cool guest and tonight's topic, I want to tell you that... Um, we have put into play, and let me just say what it is, something unprecedented. We're launching our Global Prosperity Initiative this coming weekend, March 4th, 5th, and 6th, from the floor of one of the largest women's shows in the United States, the Northwest Women's Show. 25,000 women will zoom in and be part of this show. What I want to ask you is, are you ready to join us? in shifting and changing the consciousness and the environment on the planet? Well, I hope your answer is yes. Here's what's happened in short period of time. Almost all of the networks that the Dr. Pat Show broadcasts on uh, have said yes to contributing airtime to take this message out there. But more importantly, let me tell you about the people that are going to be joining me. I'm going to be doing 30 hours of live broadcasting Friday Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to be joined by some of the leader, top people in the field of human potential, people that have been part of our show for years. For example, John Demartini is going to take a half hour out of his workshop in South Africa to join me live. Colette Baron-Reed, Doreen Virtue, um, Eldon Taylor, the list goes on and on and on. Joe Vitale. And the reason that they're joining me is because I realized in my life that I've always stood for something, whether it's a higher level of consciousness that I didn't even understand it was. But, you know, having a voice, now we're going to be asking millions of people that get to hear this programming the entire weekend, we're going to be asking you to tell others about this. And I have to tell you, I've never had such a response in the seven, eight years that we have been doing this. This is a number one show, and we've been, you know, out there and been so fortunate. But I will tell you, it's uh, it's through our partnerships and things we have done with our networks to support them. You know, tonight's show on bbsradio.com, you know, Don and his team of people have been a fan of this show for years. And, you know, he has supported our message and what we do in ways that we can't even explain. And that cuts across the board to all of our networks. So I want to thank everyone that is participating. And I love what I do. And you'll hear that tonight in my interview with my very special guest, Gary McDonald. Uh, this is a time for all of us to ask, go within, ask ourselves, what is it that we are called to do in this lifetime? Now, let me tell you a little bit about Gary. I, I, I could go through here and give you an idea 
of who Gary McDonald is. I can read his credentials, businessman, entrepreneur, you know, much more. But here's what I want to say. What I want to say is that this is somebody that has studied Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, Kabbalah, uh, the Bhagavad Gita, you name it. And he is joining me here today because he's taken what he's discovered and has put it into an amazing book. I, I can't even absorb everything in this book, and I'm pretty good at this. Everything you need to know to get to heaven. Decoding the Bible, the secret behind 2012. I have been so excited about this show and what this means and what it means to so many of us, what it means to people around the globe that are wondering about their lives, you know, that are thinking, what is this 2012 business all about? You know, what do I need to know and understand in order to make my life different? And so today's show is going to be one of the coolest conversations that I've had to date. Think about it. Everything you need to know to get to heaven. Now, I thought I had, I thought I had it all. You know, being raised as a child, as a Catholic, I did my, my, I did all of my first Fridays and I did my first Saturdays and boy, you know, what that says is, um, that says that I'm, you know, about ready to, uh, just get a bypass, go right to heaven. And so in all of the conversations around this, what is it we know, what is it we believe, and what is it we wish we knew? Today, Gary is joining me here today. I tell you, it is incredible. Gary, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really pleased to be on your show. And I'm looking forward to our conversation, and hopefully your, your listeners are as well. But I think there's some things that are really going to expand their mind once they hear it. Well, I want to ask you, uh, how did you get on this journey to, let me just say, expand your mind? Because when I think about comprehensive uh, philosophy, strategies, books, writings, whatever that is, boy, I pick your book up, and I ask myself, what is it? Who are you, Gary McDonald? What is it that I, it's kind of like, my gosh, I want to know so much about you, but I want to know what it is about your life and writing about this that has so inspired you. Well, we all have a mission and we all are called to this earth to do something. And I was raised Catholic as well. And, and so I, I did all the things that you're talking about and, uh, took the communion and, and was baptized and everything else. And, and, you know, being raised a Catholic, I always had a problem with that certain people go to hell. I mean, if you have an unconditionally loving God, it doesn't make sense that this loving, unconditionally loving God would send any of his children to an attorney of health no matter what they did. That just, that, I, that turned me off. Eventually, I got away from religion. You know, I graduated from the grade school. I convinced my father that I could go to a public high school. Thank God. And then, um, you just, I just got into the real world. I, you know, I went to college, got my degree, and it was all about me. And I wanted to make money. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to own my own business and specifically a restaurant. That was like my dream. 
and to be really uh, well off. Well, uh, around 25, 26 years old, I had this opportunity to own my own business. I did, was very successful, and then I took that money that I earned uh, in, uh, with that company and then bought my restaurant. So now I'm living the dream. I've got the Mercedes. I've got the motorcycle. I've got two motorcycles. I've got um, uh, another vehicle, a Jimmy or whatever it was, a 4 by 4 and, and I own my own home and a beautiful girlfriend, and, and I'm driving home. And I've got the top down the Mercedes. This is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I'm, you know, I remember I was driving right past this church, and I thought, you know, I, I had this pain in my chest. Oh. And, you know, I knew it wasn't a heart attack because I felt this pain before. And it's more of a, it's a physical pain, but it's a, it's a yearning. I was still yearning for something more, but yet I had everything I'd ever desired. So then I realized that I was missing God. So I, I looked up in the sky, beautiful sunny day, and I said, God, let's just do it your way. And I had no idea what I had just said because my whole world went up, was turned upside down. For the next seven years, things were being stripped away from me through one means or another. I, God brought me down to my knees, and he, he took everything away from me, the Mercedes, the motorcycle, everything, all my toys, um, I was to the point of losing my home, and that was the last thing I had. And I, I wasn't very pleasant when I addressed God, but I said, God, if you want my home, then you're going to have to, you know, cuss word, take it. And, <laughs> um, and so, and, but then, I, then basically I'd given up. I just said, okay, God, it's yours. Everything is yours. Everything I've ever done is not mine. I understand it's yours. So I surrendered to God. And at that point, God finally said, Gary, you now get it, that, that you cannot do it without me. So as time went on, I, you know, I started getting into spirituality and getting into, I actually started going back to church. That wasn't enough. Religion wasn't enough. So then I started looking at the new age, and new age wasn't enough. And I thought, well, but each time I'm getting more and more pieces to this puzzle. To this God puzzle, and I did a and I, and I did a sweat lodge one time just because I was getting into uh, other things yeah. uh, as well. And you know, the person who was running sweat lodge said, "Let's go around the sweat lodge and let's open up the sweat lodge and and say one word that um, explains why you're here on this earth." And I'm thinking, "Oh my God, that's a heck of a question!" But I knew the answer right away. It was communication. I was meant to communicate something. I had no idea what I was going to communicate, but that was the word that came to me. Later on, um, I started getting into uh, reading books about um, uh, Autobot experiences, how, how to have a spiritual experience, things like that. And one morning, I was laying in bed. It was a Sunday morning. And I remember all of a sudden this, this unconditional love started to surround me. I loved myself. I loved everything. My heart opened up. And I, then all of a sudden, the, it felt as if the bed had disappeared, and I was being held in God's hand. Oh, wow. And, and I had been meditating. I just started meditating, and I thought, well, what is going to be the intent of my meditation? And I thought, well, let's go big. I said, I want to see my soul. So here I am, lying in God's hand, feeling unconditional love, and all of a sudden I see this dot in the ceiling, and this dot is spinning, and, and all of a sudden it's gaining in mass, and, and it, it covers the ceiling fan. I no longer can see the ceiling fan. It gives you an idea how big it was. And then all of a sudden my ego kicked in and said, I want it to be bigger. Well, 
well, as soon as my ego kicked in, I again, I, I, I tried to gain control, and then it started to shrink. And then I'm going like, oh, no, no, what did I do? I realized it was my ego that kicked in and my you know, my need for control. And and as it's disappearing, I'm going like, oh, wait a minute, am I awake? Am I asleep? Am I awake? Am I asleep? It just kept going over and over and over, and, and finally disappeared. And I could see the ceiling fan, and my eyes were open, and I said, oh, my God, I'm awake. Um, and, and then I stopped, and I said, what was that? And then this voice that we all hear if we listen to it, it's that little internal voice, and it says, that was your soul. You had oh, asked wow. to see your soul, that was your soul. Well, you can imagine, after that, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> and then I started reading a book about out-of-body experiences, and all of a sudden my friends would be calling me while I'm reading this book and say, Gary, I kind of had a dream within a dream last night, and you were in my bedroom, and but you weren't completely all you, but I knew it was you. You, you know, your legs were not there, but you you were a wisp. And so, like Gary, would well, you not have any idea what's going on? And I go like, Oh my God, I'm I'm reading a book about out of body experiences. And then friends that didn't know each other, they're calling me and saying, Get Gary, you were in my bedroom last night. Oh my so gosh! I knew, I, I knew there's so much more to this, and then I started studying different theosophy, I mean, like theosophy and different philosophies, and and the more I went back in terms of the ancient philosophies, I realized, wait a minute, these, these people had it right all along, like to, to, like the Indians believed that there was, that the, the God was, you know, sun was the God, and that there was Mother Earth, and that there's consciousness and everything, and there is. So anyway, so that began my journey, and then I, you know, more things were happening, I did a vision quest, but, and I don't get into that, but some really incredible ha- things happened while I was on the vision quest. I left my body, met my teachers, my spiritual teachers, so it, it just incredible experiences. It's because that's where I put my energy, so that's what I experienced. I love that because you and I run parallel paths. Um, Sweat Lodge and Vision Quest completely opened up my life. And, you know, it's interesting how we think we're going to have this plan. I, I so love your story because... You know, I, uh, you, you know, I, I, we didn't have the same motorcycle. I actually had a Harley. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, a little bit different there, but I get what you're saying. You know, all the baubles of life, right? Mm-hmm. Everything yep. we could possibly want. And then something happens, right? Right. Whether it's a vision quest that opens you up or it, you know, it was for me or a sweat lodge, you, you look at your life and you say, this is not working. And here's what I want to ask you, because this is all related to what we're going to talk about in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and by the way, I, I actually got thrown out of Catholic boarding school at seven years old <laughs> be- because I asked the question, where did God come from, came from? Yeah. Um, yeah. But here's the question. You have captured in uh-huh. such, first of all, beautiful writing. I mean, the journey that you take us on and everything you need to know to get to heaven is really incredible. And I wanted to ask you, what was, if I might ask, in writing this book, what was, if there was any one thing that you could say kind of rose to the top as the next level of awakening for you, what was it? Well, it was when I was decoding the Bible. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things I could I could say about the book uh-huh. that, that that were surprising. Um, I mean, for example, I, I didn't realize when I was comparing. See, I, in in the book, 
I merge New Age with God, I merge science with God, I redefine the Trinity, I merge religions with God, and I talk about how we raise our consciousness, and, the, and I also talk, the final section is about entering into the fifth dimension. So, I mean, in most every chapter, there's a huge surprise. I mean, I even redefine faith. I mean, the, I re, I, Jesus is not the only begotten Son. We are, collectively. The oversoul is the, is the uh, I call it the Christ body. But uh, because there's a Christ in all of us. But I think what surprised me most is that the chakras are the portals to the other dimensions, which are our heavens. Wow. I had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Isn't that an amazing statement? The chakras are the portals to the other dimensions, which are our heavens. So in that statement, I just merged New Age with science, with religion. Because, there, first of all, there's more than one heaven. There's, there's a number of heavens. And the chakras, I, and the reason I know this, and, I, and, I, and I, I know this for a fact, because when I was finishing my book, and I was about to wake up, and, and there's, a, there's a little space between when you wake up and when you uh, are completely awake, between dreaming and waking up, there's that space. I call right. it the middle realm. It's the middle, I call it the middle realm, the, it, or the void, but it's not really a void, so I like middle realm better. So, um, but it feels like a void because we're not into our ego yet. We're, we're leaving, actually, when we dream, we're in the etheric plane, which is an out-of-body experience. So when you dream, you're not in your body. You're in the etheric plane. That's where you dream. So when you're leaving the etheric plane, going into back into your body and waking up, there's that middle realm. And I was in that middle realm, and my third eye opened up, which basically oh, wow. means that I was enlightened. And I saw the energetic grid, the, the matrix, the universal matrix, and I had this download of information coming into my third eye. And it, it was just amazing. And out of this, um, I realized that this this universe is based on mathematics and there's sacred numbers. And the reason that they're sacred is because this, again, I'm going to throw in some science, is because there are certain numbers that this universe is based on. And one of those numbers is 12. They talk about the 12 uh, tribes of Israel, and there's 12,000 people in each tribe. And if you multiply those 12 times 12,000, it's 144,000. Well, throughout the Bible, it talks about God's chosen people, and they'll be in hell. I mean, sorry, they'll be in heaven, um, and the rest of us may be going to hell. Who knows? Or, um, as the Jehovah's Witnesses say, they believe that uh, there'll be a heaven on earth, and there'll be 144,000 in heaven, and the rest of the people who weren't so good, they will be on earth. But anyway, what I came up with through the spiritual uh, opening is that... um, there are only, and this is one of the surprises, there are only 144,000 souls in this universe. And that, so, so, so when I got that, I go like, oh, my God, how, how can that be? And then I Googled, of course, and then I realized that uh, when I, once I got the Internet, there's about 6.5 billion people, and uh, we're, you know, we're getting closer to 7 billion. But I took 6.5 billion and I divided it by 144,000. Well, if there's only 144,000 souls in this universe, which are the people that are saved, which means we're all saved, because there is no, there's only a temporary hell, there is no permanent hell, that means we're each living approximately 45,000 parallel lives. 
Oh, you know what that means? That means there's 45,000 of you that are running around this earth experiencing what they're experiencing. I love are, this idea, by the way. So the I love this idea. You, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, so the and don't we know you? this intuitively, Gary, though? I mean, let's yeah. talk about this for a minute, you know, uh, uh, all the work that you've done to really, you know, bring this forth. But let's talk about this intuitively, right? Mm-hmm. You know, don't you believe, or at least my experience has been, that there is something other than me, this body, having a similar experience somewhere else, but sure. not being able to quite explain it. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, yeah. And we don't really, we don't really make sense out of this because we don't have a framework for it. Was one of the objectives of the book to help us with the framework for this? It's to, it's to put everything together. That's one of the, one of my, um, blessings and curses at the same time is I have, (laughs) I can see the big picture of something, but I'm very detail oriented. So in, in one way it's a curse because I'm trying to, create this big thing but i've got to carry along these little details so i mean this book took me four years to write it took me 15 years to study and to finally get to the point where i had enough information and then and then i got serious about writing and so even even in the beginning of the book i said i don't know where this information come came where it came from some of it came from out-of-body experiences some came from intuition same some came from the third eye opening up and and whatever but it it makes sense it, everything is interconnected, and we know that because we say all is one. We say it all the time, but we don't understand it. So. This is what leads me to the next question that I want to ask you because, uh, I, you know, I, I, first of all, I love the way you broke down some of the principles in the book. And I was so curious, out of all the things that you could have selected to be the opening chapter, chapter one, you selected universal laws, and I actually – I actually want to have a conversation with you and start there. You know, sure. much of what we've heard, let's, okay, so I, 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 if I have to give the, the, the movie The Secret credit for this, okay, I will. But what I will say is it opened up the conversation in a dialogue to mainstream people about universal laws, even if right. they thought the only law there was was the law of attraction, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, we <laughs> but we know better, don't we? Well, after you try that one for a while and it doesn't work, you start looking elsewhere. Um, But let's talk about the laws that you've put in this chapter because I think our listeners need to hear what you've had to say. Let's talk about them for a minute. Let's talk about the law of free will. This is one of the most confusing and yet powerful, I think, of all, and I wanted people to hear your perspective. Sure. The law of free will basically is, is pretty simple. We are not God's puppets. We have free will. We can do good. We can do bad. We can turn to the right. We can turn to the left. We can do whatever we want. Now, we do have a spiritual contract that we write before we're born, but after a number of years in body, because we're, we get lost in material form, uh, what I call the Christ principle, we get lost in that form and we forget our contract. So it takes part of our life to get back on track. Now, some of us don't realize our life contract until we're older. Some some of these children are amazing. They know they you know they retain this memory and they know that when I'm older, this is what I'm going to do. You know they understand the spiritualness. Um, so we can choose whatever we want. We are not God's puppets, and that's pretty simple. It's, that's free will. 
And, you know, I, I really, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm kind of loving this. I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about what I actually learned when, uh, you know, when I did have that Catholic upbringing. And I don't know what it was like for you, but I, I developed an incredible relationship with the man known as Jesus. Uh, but I developed that at a very, very young age without all of the surrounding rules and regulations about how I should develop that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about uh, your writing in this book and about some of the global principles. But I think most importantly, I have so many questions, as you could see. I think right. most importantly, you, you know, people are hungry for this mm-hmm. decoding Right, and right. they're starving for this. And, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls and other things. And so what would you say caused you to step back and say, really? Really? Is that what I really discovered here? I mean, what was it that just stood you up on your feet and said, I am shocked? Well, there, again, there's a number of things. But, you know, you mentioned Jesus. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Jesus a little bit. What I was somewhat surprised at is that Jesus is not the first story like Jesus. What we, what we should do is understand that there were people before Jesus that had the same story. Mithra, Osiris, Zoroaster, Horus, Attis, Buddha, Krishna. They were all supposedly born from a virgin. They all had 12 apostles. They died on the cross. And not all these people, but, you know, they all died. Some died differently, but there's a lot of commonalities. They were raised on the third day. They were called the Lamb of God. They were called the Word. They performed miracles. They walked on water. So Jesus, this story about Jesus, Jesus is not the first. Now, something else about Jesus is there are some phrases in the Bible that are indicating that Jesus lived a, a life before Jesus. Now, in uh, Ephesians 4, chapter, um, chapter 4, uh, verse 9 through 10, it says, What does he ascended mean except that he also dis- descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So, if now you could look at that. The one who descended is Adam... By the way, Adam in Greek means man, so mm-hmm. so Jesus could have been Adam, and he, he could have been others in the Bible as well. For example, they talk about a number of people who walked with God, and God they did not die, that God took them away, so they did not taste death. And if you were raised Catholic, you know that um, when Adam sinned, then the gates of heaven were closed, and they were not reopened until Jesus died and was raised again. But yet, between this, this in middle time, there are people that were taken up to heaven who did not taste death. Now, I looked further into this, and then I realized that Edgar Cayce said the same thing in one of his readings, and I read that after I figured it out by decoding the Bible. And Edgar wow. Cayce, everyone knows, is the modern-day prophet. He, he died some time ago, but um, he actually said that in one of his readings. Now, another thing that's really cool is that there are seven heavens now there's a number of religions that say seven heavens 
and one of them is Islam, and there's some others as well. So I thought that that was really interesting. And then I started, I thought, how is this related to the chakras? And I talked about this a little earlier, that they are the portals to the dimensions which are heavens. But again, one time in that middle realm, when I was about to wake up, I had left my body, and I left my body. This time, I, I don't remember a lot of my out-of-body experiences. So, I mean, when I was appearing in other, other people's bedrooms, I wasn't remembering that. But this one, I, yeah, I, this was an awesome experience. I left my third eye chakra, and I'm in space. I'm looking at these stars as if they're entities, and I know that there's some loving entities behind me, more, more like spirits, but mm. I didn't really care about that. What I cared about was, this is what I said. I said, oh, my God, time has stopped. There is no time here. And then I went back in my body. And then I realized that I would had gone to the sixth heaven. And, and that was more real than any experience I've ever had in this life. Now, as fantastic as an experience that was, what it left me was, first of all, a little depressed and so unmotivated. Because I, I, I thought, wait a minute. I woke up and I go, this isn't real. This is fake. This is not the real, our truest reality. So I was so demotivated. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to, you know, I, I thought, well, you know, this isn't real. So, but at the same time, it was a blessing because I knew that the chakras are the portals to the dimensions. And I had gone to the sixth heaven. And so, you know, it was a, a complete blessing. Oh, my gosh. This is so incredible. Everybody, those of you tuning in, uh, if you're like me, I'm telling you, you're going to love this book. Gary McDonald joining me here today. The book is Everything You Need to Know to Get to Heaven, The Decoding, Decoding the Bible, The Secret Behind 2012. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to take a look at that secret. We're going to take a look at the fascination with 2012. What is it about us that is so wanting to learn or not learn about 2012? This is great. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Gary McDonald's here. When we come back, we'll let everybody know what the website is, how you can find more about Gary in the book, and how you could get your own copy of the book. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. get so frazzled you find it difficult to function many people are experiencing more stress and fear than ever when we react from this place of fear and stress we end up damaging relationships and creating more grief in our lives lynette mckenzie has a solution for you the energy emergency toolkit 10 easy tools to go from frazzled to fantastic in five minutes visit openlivenow.com and download your free energy emergency toolkit and go from frazzled to fantastic now After a 15-year search for a truly delicious, healthy, easy-to-prepare organic meal, Savitri and Adil Pakivala founded Eastern Essence. They set out to do what their friends and business acquaintances thought impossible, to produce delicious, healthy, vital food grown in harmony with nature and to promote organic farming in India. Happy food, happy people, happy planet. For more information, go to easternessence.com. That's easternessence.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. 
Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. With CRA, I will be your wellness coach to help you achieve a wellness lifestyle. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Are you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062. Welcome back, everyone. What a great time we're having. Gary McDonald is joining me here tonight, and I just have to tell you that um, you're definitely going to want to go to the website, and uh, and and it's the title of the book. I I think is one way you can get there. Uh, it's something you should remember. Everything you need to know to get to heaven. Everything you need to know to get to heaven. You definitely can check the book out there, and but there's just a lot more here. Also, Gary speaking events, spiritual coaching, and much more things that he does. He also gives you kind of a an idea of some of the things that he does have in the book. And honestly, for for everybody out there, Gary and I are just really touching, scratching the surface on on what's in the book. We're going to talk about 2012, Gary. Thank you for joining us here today. Before we do, though, let's get back to the universal laws because I brought up one, but let's tell everybody why the the movie The Secret didn't quite work for people. Well, it didn't work because it's only one law, one universal law. It'd be like um, you driving a car and you only know the one law, and that's that you can't turn right on a red. You know, if, if that's the only why you knew you'd be driving too fast you'd be doing the wrong thing so there's a lot of universal laws there's free will relativity there's a law of nature gender correspondence karma grades vibration attraction we talked about creation uh unity abundance so there's a bunch of universal laws and so when we go through life we need to know what these laws are because if we try to violate them or if we don't understand them for example if we if we don't understand karma as the energy we put out, and that that's the exact same energy that comes back to us, then we're going to make mistakes. So, anyway, yeah. Well, I, so I couldn't agree book. with you more. I mean, you know, I think all of us want to have a blueprint. 
and you know the the blueprint so to speak is sort of i've got to know everything i've got to line everything up but you know gary you and i know one thing both of us have had lives that have lined up perfectly at some sense the job the career the relationships the the things in life and then all of a sudden all of that's gone and yep. so let's talk about 2012 because there's this sense for a moment that people are lining things up. There's also this sense that everything will be gone. Right. And I wanted to talk with you about, the, you know, first of all, the secret behind 2012 and the title of the book, Decoding the Bible, The Secret Behind 2012. This had to be an incredibly, uh, like solving a puzzle for you. So it, it, let's it talk a little bit about this. Sure, sure. Well, again, the name of the book is Everything You Need to Know to Get to Heaven, the subtitle, Decoding the Bible, The Secret Behind 2012. So as I'm decoding the Bible, I'm, you know, going through the, for the most part, it's the New, Chest, uh, New Testament. I would go to the Old Testament when I needed to or when I thought of something and go like, oh, yeah, that, that kind of fits in very nicely. So, of course, in the New Testament, what's the last chapter? Revelation, which oh, yeah. is the scariest thing you can imagine because they talk about locusts and and, um, you know, all kinds of things. It, it really is a, a, a scary chapter. And it's very difficult to understand because it's encoded. Because back at that time, we're talking about um, an apostle, uh, John, who was on already exiled to the island Patmos, who, you know, shouldn't have been writing this stuff, so he wrote it in codes. So what I've done is I've decoded those codes. So, and then... What I did is I also looked at Edgar Casey, I looked at Nostradamus, I looked at the Hopi elders, and of course the Mayan calendar. So what I, I try to figure out how can this all fit together, just like I was fitting everything else together, science, new age, religion, and everything else. So what the Mayans said is it, what's going to happen in 2012, there's going to be a line, an alignment and alignment of the December solstice sun with the galactic equator. And in the in the center of the Milky Way, I can't talk. The Milky Way galaxy is the dark rift, which is actually a black hole. So as we align up with this black hole, there's a number of things that could happen because of the intense um, uh, gravity or the gra gravitational pull. The Earth may shift on its axis. Do I think that's going to happen? No, it, but it might. Okay. Now they um, the Mayans also suggested that whenever this 26,000-year alignment occurs, there's a burst of light that comes out of, the, out of this dark rift, the center of the Milky Way, which is this black hole. Now, that, what that could be is a gamma-ray burst. Now, what it could be also is sunbursts or, or um, solar flares. And if the solar flares are large enough or if the gamma-ray bursts are large enough, what they can do is disrupt the electrical grid on the Earth and put it down for years and years and years. If you can imagine there being all of a sudden, in, in the snap of a finger, no electricity for the next three to five to ten years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine what, what would happen in New York and Chicago and everywhere else? And most cities only have food for three days. So you can imagine what, what could happen. So now with the Hopi, they say that um, they talk about a, a World War III. Now, why would we have a Third World War? Because we're fighting over resources. We're fighting over oil, or we're fighting over food, or we're fighting over clean water. 
I don't know if you know this, most people don't, but 30,000 children die each and every day on this planet due to poverty, lack of food or lack of clean water. And with global, I haven't talked about global warming. With global warming, what's going to happen with global warming? We are going to have more shortages of water because there's going to be less rainfall. Now, in some places, there's going to be more rainfall because the weather patterns are changing because the ocean is warming. So, and so that the weather patterns are now changing. So the weather's going to be really screwy. I mean, there's going to be floods, and we've seen floods like in Pakistan. But who thought Pakistan would flood? I mean, there's a huge flood there. There's floods. There's earthquakes. So there's a lot of things that are happening right now. So with the Hopi, the Hopi say that there's going to be nine signs, and I, I won't go into the nine signs unless you want me to, but we've satisfied all nine signs. Nostradamus talks about a war that's going to last seven and 20 years. So we've already had two world wars. So uh, a war that lasts that long has got to be Third World, uh, world War Three. So he said that also, Nostradamus said that there's going to be seven and 50 peaceful years. Well, if you look at um, the timing of this, um, we're really looking about the timing of around 2002 or 2000, 2003. That's when the Iraq War started. So if you have seven and 50 peaceful years uh, from actually 1945, we're looking at 2002 that we're going to have a, a war. Now, I said I got, I got that a little screwed up, but what, basically what I'm saying is, is that prophecy is coming to fruition. And now, what is happening is we are going into the dim next dimension. If you, look at, if you look to science, we are in a four-dimensional world. There's height, width, depth, and time. We're in a space-time continuum. It's not that they weren't there before. We just weren't aware of them. So as we become more conscious in, in the evolution of consciousness, we are going to become aware of more and more dimensions. Now, science suggests that there are, um, in superstring theory, they say there's 10 dimensions, but mathematics didn't hold true to that, so they hypothesized, and they came up with M theory, which M stands for membrane, which suggests that there's 11 dimensions with the possibility for another dimension. So really what we're doing is we're going through these dimensions and cycles, and I believe that it happens every 26,000 years when we go past the dark rift. Because of all the energy that's there, it affects our endocrine, endocrine system. So specifically, the pineal gland, which is the gateway to higher levels of consciousness. So this next shift, we are going to go to the next dimension, and that's going to happen on the winter solstice. At least that's what I thought. Until I asked, I, I get a lot of my stuff through dreams. I've been doing that dream analysis for uh -huh. 15 to 20 years, I can ask a question and I get an answer. I just have to decode it. So this is my dream. I had a dream I was in a spaceship. I was standing in front of the spaceship's computer, and I was inputting numbers as if creating some mathematical formula. And what I was trying to do is attempt to save the world. So I'm, here I am in outer space looking at the planet, thinking I'm trying to save the world. And the woman behind me said, Gary, don't forget to add 12 hours to the time sequence. And then I woke up, and I knew what that meant immediately that it is not December 21st, it's December 22nd oh, of wow. 2012. So that's it's one day later. And why that's important is because what's in Matthew. 
Matthew uh, chapter 24, verses 20 to 24, and this is the secret. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But mm. for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened, in other words, by God. And God, of course, is... is everything because god is everywhere so what what happens now is because by the way december 22nd is the sabbath day yes judaic in judaic principles um it saturday is the sabbath and also isn't december 22nd the winter so we have the sabbath in the winter and matthew says you know if this is going to be happen if this is going to happen on those days it's going to be horrific now if you look go back to Nostradamus the Hopi and Edgar Casey they're all predicting a third world war and so is revelation now does it have to be that way no but because we are going into the fifth dimension and we and which are related to the chakras by the way which are related to the heavens if we go into the fifth dimension and we're not ready, if we're not vibrating at a um, a rate in which, if we're not vibrating at at the fifth dimension level, there's gonna it's gonna be a really horrific shift because it has to be because what has to happen is we have to lose everything just like you did, just like I did. We need to be brought to our feet and open up our hearts, and this is where it's related to the chakras, right? And it, you know, if you look at the first chakra, it's it's about um, survival. And that, we're talking about the caveman when, when, you know, we were just beginning. Um, now, the second chakra is about creation uh, or creativity and procreation. And we've pretty much mastered that. We have babies and, you know, we do fun. Third chakra is about feelings, about feeling mad, feeling happy. So we've mastered that. We don't kill people over feelings, but we do kill people over emotions. That is the fourth chakra. And so that's a huge are, distinction to make. That I mean, yeah. that that alone is worth pointing out to people because we mm-hmm. really get confused about that. Right. So the fourth chakra is about emotions, and we have not mastered our emotions. No, that is we're not even fourth, close. No, that's what the fourth dimension is all about. Now, the fourth dimension is ending on December twenty second, 2012, and you said we're not even close. What does that mean? Where does that leave us? The earth, this dimension, is all going into the fifth dimension. I mean, the earth and everything is going into the fifth dimension, yet we're still vibrating at a fourth dimensional beings. There's trouble. Well, this so is that- really interesting. This is interesting conversation to have with you because I, I, got, I have to ask you this because I have been struck by what's going on right now in the world. Mm-hmm. And, I've been, and I've been struck in a really positive way. So, right. I mean, let's just step back for a minute and let's talk about this. Because if if we're talking about war, right, mm-hmm. right. let's talk about where war starts. War right. starts with the inner conflict that goes on in all of us when we repress the power of our voice. Right. 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 right? Exactly. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying about that? So right. don't you find it interesting here in 2011 coming out of the gate, that we have are seeing pockets in the world and places that are so unexpected. We're mm-hmm. finding people standing up for something 
in a peaceful way and saying no more. And what I'm referring to is, of course, Wisconsin, right? Right. You know, the protests yeah. going on there. Well, and Egypt. And of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's not stopped. You see, what's happened is what you talk about in the book, we're all connected. So right. if we are all connected energetically and people decide to stand for something, unlike mm-hmm. they've done in three decades, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then couldn't, in fact, this be part of, uh, of the journey or the war of a different kind that seems to be formulating? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because I'm trying I, to put this into perspective with, in, to what you've written in the book. Right. I love what you said because what they did is they are speaking with their voice. Now, where does the voice come from? From the throat. The throat chakra. That's coming. That's what they're doing is they are using their concrete mind, which is the lower mind, which is associated with the fifth chakra, which is the throat. They are speaking their truth. Now, Einstein said, you solve a problem not at the level of the problem you rise above. Where's the problem? A problem's in our heart, fourth chakra. So you go to the fifth chakra, which is the lower uh, mind, which is the concrete mind. So these people are using their mind. They're not getting, letting their emotions get away from them. What's happening is people are waking up. They are waking up. I mean, what you just described is a perfect example. Because you know what the wake-up call has been for, and let's just focus on one situation. The wake-up call came from a place of feeling, right? Right. This is what I love. The feeling was, I feel betrayed, or I feel, you know what I'm trying to say. Right, right, And that right. feeling didn't turn into, I feel this, and so I'm going to go get my gun and right. do that. It turned to be, it's, it was just the way you described. It went through the process of, I feel betrayed, and I'm not going to stand for that. I'm not going to be a victim. So I find this so interesting in the context of what you've written. And now what I'm looking at is how it's popping up all over the place. Exactly. So they had a feeling. They had an inkling. Their intuition. We say feelings of intuition. Intuition is a third chakra issue. So you you develop your, your intuition. Now, so they had a feeling, and then it developed into an emotion. They did not let their emotions get away from them. So it's, they're going up their chakras, third chakra feelings, fourth chakra emotion. They did not let their emotions get away from them. They decided to go to the next level. They're operating as a fifth dimensional being and beings, which is what we need to do. Because as we shift into the next dimension, which is the fifth dimension, if we're not vibrating at the fifth dimension, what's going to happen? There's going to be a whole bunch of trouble. But it's the law of free will, which you pointed out earlier. It doesn't have to be this way. There's been a time shift forward, a quantum leap forward in time, so that the the dimensional shift is not going to occur on a Friday. It's going to occur on a Saturday. Why? Because we're choosing the harder path. But now there's hope because people are starting to wake up, and so maybe it will shift back because we created time. Time is not a real reality. When I was in the sixth dimension, there was no time. We're going right. to the fifth dimension. Time is still there, but we can manipulate time. Right. Uh, you know, let's let's even go back to childhood. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, we have to teach a child the concept of time. 
And right. there are some children that don't get it. <laughs> yeah, Have you ever tried exactly. to teach a kid about a minute, what a minute means? Yeah, you ever try to yeah. say to a kid, you know what? You'll be able to do that in five minutes. Yep. Yeah. That, <laughs> how long that is that? It's nothing. Yeah, how long is that? <laughs> right. It, right. That's what they say. So, you know, here we are, and, and boy, I'll tell you, this hour has gone quickly, Gary. Thank you so much for joining me here today. You know, I don't uh, want to close this without giving you an opportunity to just share your personal message with people. You know, what you would love people to, to know, to be about from reading the book. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there is, the future looks bleak, but it can be changed, and we can change it. Now, don't fear, because fear is really an acronym for false evidence appearing real. Mm. This is not our truest reality. We have to keep the focus on our spiritual bodies that, and the fact that we're in a physical body. What we need to do now is we need to open our hearts. Don't worry about, don't worry about the future. The future's not here. We can change the future. What we have, our reality is here now. We need to open our hearts, and if we open our hearts, we're going to have a smooth transition into the next dimension. And by the way, what's going to happen in the fifth dimension is we're going to become a lot more psychic. And the veil between this side and the other side is going to get very thin. Matter of fact, I've had a number of, peop- number of entities on the other side reach out to me and make contact to me. So, and, and this is very new. This has only happened within the last three months. So we're, as we grow spiritually, the, we're going to realize, hey, there's entities on the other side. Mm. Uh, so, but what we need to do is open our hearts. Don't fear. Don't worry about where you're going to be. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about water. Don't worry about all this. Start loving people as you love yourself and hopefully as you love God. And, and so, but but op- even if you don't believe in God, open up your heart to love. Love is a reality. So that's, that's, the, that's the lesson of the fourth dimension is to master our emotions. And the way to do that is with your concrete mind. I love it. I have to tell you, Gary, thank you so much. And uh, please, let's direct people to their website so they can find out more about you, about the book, get a copy sure. of the book. Yeah, everythingheaven.com. That's, that's the, I have a couple websites. They all go to the same one, everythingheaven.com. Dot com, everythingheaven.com. And if they want to email me, they can email me, uh, and as soon as I can get to it, I'll respond. You can get, they well, can get to me on, through my website. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. I hope you will come back because, boy, we didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even get to some of the other juicy things in here. Boy, we didn't talk about the Holy Ghost, did we? We'll have to get that next time, don't you think? Yeah, we didn't redefine <laughs> the Bible. We didn't talk about how the dimensions are heavens and, you know, how they're related. And we didn't talk about the fallen consciousness or the meaning of life. We missed well, all that. So we got to do part two. If we got to yep, do part exactly. two if you agree. <laughs> okay. Gary McDonald, everybody, thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Everything you need to know to get to heaven. This book is, is so interesting. Uh, you all will have a blast with it. A lot of work went into writing this, but also a lot of inspiration. Decoding the Bible, the secret behind 2012. For those of you, um, please uh, make sure you stay tuned to the Dr. Pat Show or go to drpatlive.com. That's our website. Or transformationtalkradio.com. Thank you so much. Thanks to all of our friends for tuning us in, turning us on. Thanks to BBS Radio and all of our buddies there, Don and team. 
for doing what they do so well, helping us take this message out into the world. We'll see you next time, everyone. Make yourselves a great day.